Welcome to Coach to Coach, a podcast dedicated to showcasing the power of coaching. I'm your host, Dr. Katie Linder, and I offer coaching to academics and higher education professionals to bring more ease to their lives and work. Before you dive into this episode, here's a quick introduction to the structure of the show. In each season of Coach to Coach, a new guest coach will come on the show to demonstrate a range of coaching tools and strategies. The first episode will offer you an introduction to the guest coach. Then I'll coach the guest, and they'll coach me for the next six episodes, and always on real topics and issues we're dealing with in our own lives. Each season will end with a debrief episode where we'll talk about how the season went and offer any updates on the topics covered in earlier episodes. It might make the most sense to start each season in the beginning and listen to the episodes in order. This season, I'm delighted to introduce you to Dr. Isabo Iqbal. Isabo specializes in helping ambitious perfectionists get out of their own way so that they can experience greater joy and fulfillment in their careers. Now, on to the episode. Hello, Isabo. How are you? Hello. I am well and so excited to debrief with you tonight. I am super excited too. And similar to for folks who are listening, if you listen to season one, um, Isabo and I are going to talk through this season, uh, both in terms of topics of kind of updates of how things have gone with these different coaching topics, and also in terms of tools, because we were definitely using different things. Um, and we'll probably tackle both as we go through each episode. It's kind of hard to talk about one and not the other, I think. Um, so in the first episode where I coached you, Isabel, this would have been uh, episode two of the season, we talked about your relationship to writing, and I would love for you to offer an update for our listeners. How is that going for you? There was a shift towards more writing. And yeah, so after our conversation, I just let it be because I think we did talk about seasons in that episode. And I realized, yeah, I, I don't have the energy. I think at one point you asked me flat out and I'm like, no, I'm not going to get off this call and write. I'm not going to plan any writing. I, I simply do not have the energy or interest at this moment. And I realized it's because there was nothing that was really um, calling to me to, mm. to write about. And then that changed which, with the completion of a project uh, in December sorry, where are we now? Yes, it finished in December. And um, my collaborator and I started to, we had already started talking about before about, about writing it up. So now I feel like I've got a focus. I've got something that I want to write about. I have somebody that I want to write with mm-hmm. um, and something to, to share about. So we've started, we put together, we're putting together a proposal for the um, International Journal for Academic Development. and. Yeah, it feels good. That is awesome. So does that, yeah. did that surprise you when that happened? Because I felt like you were kind of not in a good spot. No, <laughs> I was writing. on my way like, out. Yeah, it, it sounded like that in the episode. So I'm sure yeah. some of our listeners are like, whoa, <laughs> that's yeah. a big turnaround. It is. Yes, I did uh, wonder whether that was going to be part of the, the near future or in the far future. Um, and I think it was really this project that I felt excited about, that I felt was unique, and that coincided so nicely with the, that call that uh, fit really well with what we had done. And the fact that I just adore the person that I'm working with and am happy and 
delighted that we have an excuse to keep working together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That makes a huge difference. It does. Yeah. It yeah. does. Yeah. So that's the update for that. That is awesome. Okay. So were there any tools that kind of stuck out to you in that particular episode? I, when I re-listened to that and even, and when we did it the first time, it was your question about what does it mean to be scholarly? So when we talk about powerful questions Mm. in coaching, this was one that I felt, I found very powerful. Mm because I was so narrowly defining scholarly with writing for peer-reviewed publication. But your question um, was not a one-word answer, you know, did not prompt a one-word answer. I had I had a number of responses to that. So that was the tool for me that was, that really, really, I think, uh, prompted a a, a shift or a mm-hmm. big aha in that conversation. Mm-hmm. I feel like, like everyone has their favorite tools that they use. And some of my favorite powerful questions are definitional. Like I mm-hmm. definitely use that with all my clients to really try to nail down. What does that mean? You know, especially if it's a word that's used frequently, but also sometimes there's like a feeling that someone has and they can't name it. And so we'll try to name, like, what is that that you're describing? So anything that kind of gets at that definitional stuff, those are some of my favorite questions. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So the next episode was about implementing a new system. Um, And I was trying to find a system for folks who are needing to remember, I was trying to find a system to kind of manage my coaching clients. And when I re-listened to this, um, I just, what I heard in the session was how cocky I was about this thing that I was like, oh yeah, it's going to be fine. I'm 95% sure I'm going to do this. And I think we even talked about like beta testing it. And I was like, I don't need to beta test it. Like, I know I need to do it. Um, I am not using that system. I did beta test it with like two of my clients and and found some pretty serious flaws. Um, For example, it didn't work well on mobile. And like one of the clients I work with is highly mobile, um, friendly, like she needs things Mm -hmm. on iPads and stuff. And I just found that it wasn't really serving my clients. Um, And especially around things like goal setting and the note taking and they couldn't find things. And, Mm -hmm. you know, like it was just, you know, complicated. And so I ended up with uh, building basically my own system in a tool called Notion, which folks may have heard me talk about in different spaces, but it's, it's a highly customizable kind of project management tool. And I have probably moved about a dozen of my current clients in there and they are loving it. Like it's a great place for note taking. I have a template that I use for all of our sessions. Um, It's allowing me to link, you know, the audio files in one place. We can share links and resources in those sessions. And it's kind of got a dashboard where everything gets housed in one spot. So it's a little bit fancier version of like a Google doc might be a way to describe it. Um, but that was, that was definitely an eye opener for me (laughs) because I was so sure. And it's just a good reminder of like, even when you're sure you can be totally wrong (laughs) about what it is you're supposed to be doing. So yeah. 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 That's my content update. Yeah. And, and it was, it was interesting for me to re-listen to it uh, as well, 
um, and some of the things that really stood out was were things that you affirmed about yourself mm-hmm. during that ses- session. You know, I'm a systems person. Yeah. Like your values tied to systems and documentation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that came out really, really strongly. I don't know if that was something that also stood out for you when you listened to it over again. Yeah. Well, and, and also the fact that part of those values were why I didn't choose the tool mm-hmm. because it wasn't good enough in terms of systems and documentation. And I had to kind of leap in and design my own basically. Um, right. So, and I think there's also this value I've been kind of toying with, and I can't remember if we talked about it in that episode, but I like to create beautiful things for people. Yeah. You know, there's something about the design that is really important to me. And so mm-hmm. when the design is not functioning correctly, or my clients are like not having a good user experience with something, mm-hmm. it is a real problem for me. Yeah. And I just take a lot of pride, but also just enjoyment and pleasure in designing something that looks and works you know, really seamlessly and beautifully. So I think that that's also what drew me into working with this other system, even though it was more work on the front end to kind of figure out how to use it and design it and all of that. It did allow me to really practice those values um, Mm -hmm. in an important way. But I also remember from this session in terms of tools that you were really good in your questions with mirroring back my language. Mm -hmm. And I think that that helped me to really deepen my understanding of what I was really trying to do. And even though in the session, I thought I knew it was helpful to have those kind of deeper understandings when I realized that this actually wasn't going to work. And Mm -hmm. and that the thing that I was 95% sure was not right. Um, And also I should mention, because the thing I was going to purchase was like a thousand dollars a year. Now I'm using a system that's like $4 a month. So, you know, it's like, you just don't know. (laughs) No, you just don't know. And did you know about Notion when we were having this conversation? I think I knew about it and I had Mm -hmm. kind of like rejected it a little bit because Mm -hmm. it was so, and I've heard this, I've I've heard other people say this about Notion and I'll link to this in the show notes for people who want to check it out, that it's just very intimidating because it is Mm -hmm. a design from scratch kind of program. And if you don't have a template, it's kind of like, what do I even do? Like, how do I make this aesthetically pleasing? How do I build something from literally nothing? And it's hard if you don't know what other people are doing. So over a period of a few months, I did a deeper dive and I looked Mm -hmm. at templates and I watched YouTube videos and really tried to understand kind of the core functions, especially when I knew that this other thing wasn't going to work. I was like, well, now what am I going to do? Because they all all the things in that kind of suite of software kind of function in the same way. Mm. So it was like, well, this one isn't good. And this was the best one I found, (laughs) you know, like, what am I going to do now? I still needed a solution. Like I had a very clear problem that I needed a solution for. So I think that that drove me to kind of revisit and say, you know, okay, maybe I do need to design something that's kind of customized for my needs. And it's actually led me, I ended up purchasing a course on Notion and the woman who created it, her name is Marie Poulin. She's a Canadian who's like a deep Notion user. I'll link to all this in the show notes in case people are interested. She's now designing use cases for coaches 
in Notion. And we've talked about kind of what coaches need in this space oh, and the kinds of neat. templates that would work for them. So it's an interesting, you know, growth area for me to be talking with her and with other people who are using this. And it's a different community that I've kind yeah. of started to, to explore. So, yeah, I mean, all that to say, you know, I think that I sometimes I think can come across very confident and like, yep, this is it. This is where I'm going. Mm -hmm. um, and it, I did feel that confidence in the moment. Yeah. I mean, I was sure that this was the tool and sometimes it's not, and you got to turn in a different direction and be open to yeah. exploring different possibilities. And it's a great tool. I'm using it in all kinds of ways now that are beyond those client case uses. So, yeah. Neat. Yes. Yes. Great. Okay, Thank you for that one. Yeah. Thanks yeah. for that update. Oh, it was super fun. Okay. <laughs> um, shall we move on to the next sure. episode? Yes, okay. So it. this was around designing a fitness challenge for yourself and kind of re-engaging in this. Tell us your update after re-listening <laughs> to this episode. Oh, this was funny. Well, I um, had completely forgotten about... <laughs> <laughs> So uh, let's say that when I listened to this again, I <laughs> was surprised. I was like, I said, what? I do what by when? So I thought it was just so funny that I had completely misremembered this session. Oh, that I is did, so interesting. Yeah, I did remember that I wanted to up the physical intensity of, um, yeah, of my activities had completely forgotten that I had even thought about doing a ski trip or snowshoe trip by the end of January. Um, so it did make me really, like, it reaffirmed the importance of going back to my notes. Mm. Also the, um, the role of the coach in terms of accountability. Yeah. And this is something that in these seasons, we're not focusing on that a whole exactly. lot because we, we alternate. And so we don't always do that kind of check-in that would be normally part of a coaching session. Exactly. That's such an important thing to notice. Yes. So having not reviewed my notes and given that we weren't building that in because it wasn't like a regular uh, quote unquote coaching relationship, um, yeah, I, I found it quite, quite uh, entertaining to, <laughs> to, to listen to what I had aspired to. So having said that, um, I did uh, get into the spin and uh, really enjoyed that. And I found that a, a way to kind of um, make sure that I was doing that on a regular basis, meaning that I bought a few uh, specials where you had to use them in a very short time. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and that was good for me. And I did end up going on the long weekend that just happened right now here in, in British Columbia, I did end up going on a three day uh, cross-country ski trip, which was really nice, mm. staying in warm hotels <laughs> in the evening. That's my kind of trip. <laughs> totally. It was like organized by by a, a lovely um, club. And so, it, you know, I didn't have to, basically there was little for me to organize and a lot for me to to enjoy with a nice group of people in a really like simple fashion, nothing fancy, just nice skiing 
and and good company. So I did end up doing that ski trip, just not quite in the way <laughs> that I had um, planned. Yeah, and, this, that and that's totally amazing. okay. It yeah, was that lovely. sounds incredible. Yeah, yeah. This is so interesting to hear because I felt like in that session, this felt very urgent for you. Oh, so like urgent. that was the impression I, I had in the session, and so when you were like, I completely forgot. I was like, really? <laughs> I know, I know. And this was the other thing: is that how things shift? Yes, so fast. Where I might be in a space um, where something does feel really really urgent and important. So not just urgent, urgent and important. And how like it can just sort of poof. Yeah. Change. Yeah. And I I found it exhausting to listen to myself. <laughs> as you were as you were coaching me, I was like, oh my gosh. Like Katie has to be so patient. No, this is, oh I, I do not remember that at all. Like that was, I did not feel impatient with you in that session, but I, I do remember feeling that sense of importance. Like yeah. that this was something we were really trying to explore because it felt meaningful for you in terms yeah. of your self-care and kind of these other things you were trying to figure out. And also I do wonder seasonally because it was like winter and yes. you know, there, you were like trying to get into this and Yes. So I, I don't know, we're heading towards spring. I mean, I don't know if that's making a difference, but this is, this is part of, I think, the value of revisiting these kinds of topics as a client and to yeah. kind of go back and say, like, do I still feel the same sense of urgency and importance with these things? And why? What has shifted? Yeah. 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 yeah it was, you know, we, were, we recorded this in the fall of 2019 because I remember referring to um, a fall hike and, and that. Um, so yeah, things, things do change in mm -hmm. terms of the, the seasons and, and I obviously was feeling some anxiousness about not being able to access the outdoors as right. much with right. the, with the, with the winter coming up, although we have a very mild winter. Um, yeah, I think, you know, in terms of, can I mention a tool that was really helpful? Yeah, please. Yeah. So one of the tools that you used was, uh, this notion of rules to help with making decisions because I think what I found exhausting was the amount of energy that was going into making the decisions yeah like, should I do this should I do that how long blah 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 um and you proposed at one point using a sort of decision matrix to help me am I mm -hmm. going to go for a run am I going to go for a spin you know, kind of thinking of the different factors involved. And though I might not have followed that, like, you know, rigidly, it, it was, it, that part was something that I remembered as mm -hmm. I was making decisions mm -hmm. um, I love that about tool. what to do. Yeah, it was good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel like it. And I think I remember in the episode, I said, this doesn't work for everyone. Yes. Yeah. Because I think for some people, it feels too constraining to have those mm -hmm. roles. But it reminds me too, I've recently been reading James Clear's Atomic Habits, and mm -hmm. he talks about this difference between motion and action. Mm -hmm. And I feel like when we're circling around decisions, it's the motion. And, and we kind of feel like we're taking action because we're thinking about it so much, yeah. but we're not actually doing anything. We're just giving it all this kind of emotional labor or mental or cognitive labor. Yeah. And so that this is, I think, a one that, that helps you transition into action to say, yeah. I don't have to do the thinking anymore. There's a rule. You know, yeah. like if this is in place, then I do this other thing. 
And I like that. I feel like for things where I've really struggled, you know, and working out is a great example. Right now I have certain rules, Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays are strength training days, Tuesday, mm -hmm. Thursday, Saturday, Sunday are running on my treadmill days. And I have mm -hmm. specific workouts that are already laid out. Like I don't have to do any decision-making. It's like, I get up, I walk downstairs and I do the workout. I mean, it's, and that to me is incredibly helpful for certain things where it's like, I just don't want to have to think about it. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. So that worked well. That is awesome. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So the next episode was me talking about social media yes. and being a little bit more intentional about it. And this is something that I had been putting off for so long, like mm. a year, like something crazy ridiculous where I had like had one way, we were talking specifically about Instagram. Yeah. I had had one way of kind of organizing my grid. I didn't want to use it anymore. I'd rebranded my business. I needed to kind of get with the rebrand. And um, so basically what happened was right after this session, I went and one of the things we talked about was me like deleting certain things from that mm -hmm. grid to kind of start fresh. Mm -hmm. I did the deleting and then I didn't do anything for like three months, two months. Mm -hmm. And this was during the period where I was moving and yes. I'm not going to give all the excuses as to why I didn't do this, <laughs> but there were a lot of other things going on. For sure. But then one day in January, I was sitting in my empty house in Kansas. This is where I moved. Our stuff wasn't here yet. I was literally sitting on an air mattress on the floor of our bedroom. And I dove in and did so much preparation and planning for this grid. Mm. And I like pre-scheduled a bunch of posts and like, I have been able to keep up with it ever since then. So if you go right now to my grid on Instagram, you will see like this newly branded spread that alternates between like powerful questions. Basically yeah. I put powerful questions on there and images and I have captions and it is so satisfying. Oh my gosh. It's <laughs> I, I'm just satisfied hearing about it. <laughs> I like to go that long. And even, so I keep a five-year journal, which is basically like a one line for each day and then for five years. So you can kind of go back and see over Amazing. time. And my line for that day was like, I have just done something that I've been putting off <laughs> for so long. And I, and I, you, in that moment, you're like, this is just not that big of a deal. Like, why did I take so long? But it, like the timing of these things happens when they're supposed to happen. Yeah. I believe that I, you know, it's like, I didn't want to force it. So I didn't. And now I'm feeling very positive about kind of what I'm doing there. And, um, yeah, so that's my, <laughs> that's my love it. Oh, that is terrific. And, um, speaking of motion and action. So in those two, three months where after you deleted, but before you sat on your air mattress and had this, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this day, uh, were you able to put it aside or was it still floating around? I kind of had to put it aside because that was the time when I was in hyper gear, getting a bunch of stuff done for the yeah. move, but also for the business for 2020. So mm -hmm. I was finishing drafting the coach training guide I was working on to launch my coach training program. And there were other things I was doing that was kind of content generation. I pre-scheduled like the entire first quarter of my Twitter feed. Like mm -hmm. there was just a lot going on. Yeah. It was like, I did everything but that. And it yeah. was, it was in the back of my mind. I mean, I, I was never able to fully let it go because I knew I wanted to do something, you know, like it, it wasn't, I wasn't leaving it behind, you know, like mm -hmm. it, it needed mm -hmm. to happen at some point. But I also think it was one of those things where once after we moved, I had a little more cognitive space because yeah. I had done all of this preparation and, and 
and literally I was in an empty house and like, what else were you going to do? But you know, get your Instagram grant. <laughs> That's right. So yeah, but I also, the thing, the tool that I wanted to point out for that episode, which I thought was really helpful. Um, if people remember, we went through these steps for action and I wrote down the steps, like, what do I have to do first? And then what would happen? And then what would happen? Mm -hmm. And it made it very practical in my mind. Like I knew exactly what I needed to do. It, it wasn't mysterious. It mm -hmm. was just, I needed to have kind of the cognitive energy to do it and the creative energy too, because there's a creative element to it. And the other piece is I kind of did it in stages because I was able to kind of collect some images that I thought would work well. And then I also learned, this is actually what really triggered it is I was randomly going around online and I use Canva as a tool mm -hmm. to create these images. And somebody had posted a YouTube video about how you can basically reference things you've created in Canva, but that are in like other folders and you can like drag them into the space you're currently working. Hmm. And this may not make sense to people, but basically mm -hmm. I had already created art for all of my podcast episodes that had these like quotes in them or these powerful questions. Yeah. And I could literally kind of resize oh. them or drag them into this other area where I was doing the Instagram. I could reference that. Yes. Like I could, I found yes. a way to reference it and kind of pull it in. And that made it really easy. Cause I was like, Oh, I just have to like resize things and move them around a little bit to move them from a rectangle to a square kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, and that was actually like, it was like the, the straw that broke the camel's back yeah. in terms of like getting me to actually do it because I was like, Oh, this makes it like almost too easy. <laughs> so once I learned that trick, like that day, I went in there and just like made oh all these God. images and just did it. So that's yeah. the other thing is like, sometimes you need something to like unlock, you know, and you don't Definitely. know what that thing's going to be, but I'm not, you know, I, I'm such a believer mm -hmm. in not forcing things when mm -hmm. you don't want to do it, because when you do get to that place where it unlocks, it's so much more fun and pleasurable right. if you didn't force it, you know? Yes. So Yeah. Yay. I know. Huge, so I, I feel like our debrief is so the opposite in some ways of what I debriefed with Katie. Because I feel like I made like no progress on anything. And now I'm like, I'm actually doing the things that we talked about, which is very exciting. And not a reflection at all on Katie's ability no, to coach. Absolutely but, not, no. but yeah, like it's it's kind of fun to see. Actually, I think you and I are debriefing significantly later than after this season. So yeah. I wonder if the timing of it too is yeah. part of what's helping with that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you might've also been debriefing with her when you had that, the move, like, it, of, yeah, it was before yeah. that significantly, but yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. It was a different time and place. I it definitely was. Yeah, for sure. That. For sure. Okay. So the next episode was me coaching you around personalizing some strategies for networking mm -hmm. and tell us about this. What, what okay. came out of this episode for you? Well, as you may recall, during that episode, I was speaking about um, the lack of energy that I had around finding networking events. And um, yeah, there was just something that was really creating a barrier there for me. And you suggested um, Networking, thinking of networking is bringing people into me. So building community, essentially. And you referred to a woman who does um, goal hikes. I think that's what she, she calls them. 
And so we talked about what would it be like for me to organize something of that type because I do love the outdoors and I love movement and I live right by the beach and also right by uh, a beautiful forest here. And whereas maybe my very initial reaction was, oh my gosh, I don't want to organize something. Because I think at some point you had asked me about um, how it felt about organizing something. But organizing something like this felt appealing. And I felt like quite intrigued by, uh, by this idea. So afterwards, I did go check out uh, this other person's uh, website, Jackie Carr. And I reached out to her as well. And I picked some dates and created a, a little advertisement. Did my first one in December, did another one uh, this month and have another one scheduled for later this month. So I, I, I plan on continuing it. And both the ones I've done I, it have been terrific uh, in terms of I really enjoyed them. Only one person showed up. But the, like it was just such a beautiful experience, and and I really um, paid attention to not making that mean anything, mm -hmm. right? Like not making me like, oh my gosh, I should just give up on this. There's only one person. Mm -hmm. um, I will continue to do this because I I feel really good about the experiences that that I had, and it it just feels it feels right for me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Anybody who's listening to this who is close to Vancouver, Canada, has to go on these walks <laughs> because every time I see Isabel posting them on LinkedIn, I'm like, why can I not go on these walks? Oh, I'm too far you away. Yes. Yeah, I would love <laughs> to go. This whole it sounds so amazing, and I love this concept, and that you were really you just like immediately embraced it and just like went for it. What, what made that difference for you? Because this was, an, this was definitely something that you took action on. We did have an accountability step because I remember I emailed you and, and you told right. me what was going on with it. Yes. But I, it's more than the accountability step. I mean, this was really meaningful for you. I think it's that this is exactly what I love to do. I love mm -hmm. the outdoors. Uh, I love coaching, clearly love coaching. If I can combine those pieces, and it was really about um, making it easy. So it wasn't like a hike across, you know, the bridge that involved travel and organization. It's like I picked locations that I can just walk to, mm -hmm. that I can post in the neighborhood, as well as as posting online, and that I would enjoy doing whether there were six people, one person, you know, whatever it might be. And I should mention actually that um, as a result of posting this to uh, a community, an online community that I belong to, I was invited to do a session um, like this, but it was going to be indoors. Mm. So, so it was the same type of like using prompts and looking at our intentions. And there were 12 people who, who came to that. And that was um, also a, a lovely experience. So a little bit mm. different, but it opened up um, my point is that it opens something up. So I think it's the alignment uh, piece that really made this easy for me to follow through on. I love yeah. that. It reminds me of, I was talking with, I don't know if it was you or someone else about this year in my business, I've been trying to create experiences that I know I need. Yeah. 
And like in Prolific, my online community, we do these monthly goal check-ins because I, I wanted that. <laughs> I wanted to yes. have a monthly goal check-in or I wanted to have a reading group around something. And I don't mean to do it in a selfish way, but it's like, why can't we align, you know, yeah. the things that we're offering other people with the things that we deeply want. And yeah. if we want them, maybe other people do too. And yes. I love that about this, that you, this is something that you want and that you feel aligned with and you're yeah. kind of inviting other people into that space with you. It's so powerful. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, uh, it was fun. So I mean, in terms of a tool for me, this was really about reframing, mm -hmm. like, um, reframing how I had been thinking about networking and connecting with other people in, in a whole other way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, when I think of you in like a stuffy hotel, networking with people oh oh versus goodness. like outside by the ocean, <laughs> leading a hike. I mean, I'm just like, it's the opposite. It is just yeah. the opposite. Like picture in my mind and even watching oh. you talk about it and hearing you talk about it because people who are listening cannot see you. Yeah. Um, you're just so much more calm and just, you know, I, it's such a difference than what you were bringing to that session around. Like you really didn't want to go to this networking. Really didn't. Really didn't. No. So as the weather gets better, it might end up being that we do this in the mountains, but yeah. for now here in the woods and on the beach is great. Oh, I love that. Yeah. 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 Thank you. Thank yeah, you that, for suggesting it. Well, and it's such an important lesson and reminder for me of like, we can reframe. We can't, if yes. we don't like something, why are we doing it? I mean, like we yeah. can kind of just explore it from a totally different angle. And that was a really fun episode because it, it was something where we kind of dovetailed into like a really interesting topic that we were able to explore for you. And I love that idea of thinking about community from a different angle. And yeah. instead of pushing out, how do you draw in yes. when it comes to networking and that kind of offering new perspectives and yeah. brainstorming about exactly. what we can do? Like, I mean, all of those coaching tools are some of my favorites. Yeah. And I think there's a similarity with that first one around uh, what does it mean to be scholarly? It's it's um, in both cases was a shift, right? A mm -hmm. shift, meaning that I was really attached to what being scholarly means or is and i was really attached to what networking looks like and in both cases you helped me shift right mm -hmm. so yeah there's, there's that that has a long lasting impact okay so we have one more episode to talk about yes. um and this was thinking about having a coaching mindset in my mm -hmm. new job and as we record this, I'm in my third week. We have timed this so well. <laughs> you yeah. to talk about this. Yeah. I'm in this, this uh, new job three weeks in. And um, this session was so helpful for me because I did not know what to expect kind of coming into this position. There were a lot of question marks for me. And it so far has been very focused on... Um, some systems work and kind of helping this new team that I've inherited. There's 10 people that I work with to really think about goals for this mm -hmm. coming year and how to break down those goals. So there's a lot of project management pieces to what I'm doing right now, but the goals work has been really interesting and has allowed me to think from the coaching perspective. 
And in particular, I find myself many times throughout the day saying, what would a coach's response to this be? Like just, it is in my head when I'm yeah. in this space, which is really what I wanted. I knew that there were not, there were going to be situations where this would not be possible in terms yeah. of having me practice, you know, that mindset. Um, but there are lots of situations, especially in meetings or when I'm kind of planning conversations with people. And I recently had a very productive conversation. I was introduced to someone in human resources and we were talking through a scenario and this is part of what they do. They kind of coach you basically on different scenarios. Mm -hmm. And I said, you know, I'm a certified coach. So I'm really coming with that mindset. And it really shifted our conversation because he's like, mm -hmm. oh, so you must know about this this thing, this um, technique. And I was like, I do know about that. And he's like, and you probably know about this other thing. And I was like, I do know about that. So we had this really fun, like, you know, brainstorming kind of conversation yeah. because we were talking the same language and we yes. kind of were coming from the same perspective. And, you know, so I think that it, I really view it as a strength that I'm bringing to this role. And I feel like in the past, partly just because of the timing of when I became a coach, it just wasn't something I was able to integrate. It would mm -hmm. have been like a weird 180, you know, in the mm -hmm. role that I had mm -hmm. before. But in this role, it's like so integrated. It's mm. very aligned. It makes total sense, you know, as why I would ask these kinds of questions. And I don't know if I even told you this, Isabel, but it was so funny to me. So I was meeting one-on-one -on -one with all these people who report to me. And um, one of them said, you know, we were all a little bit nervous before yeah. you came. And I was like, well, I can understand that, you know, a new boss yeah. or whatever. And she goes, yeah, but I told someone who asked me, wouldn't you want to have a career coach as your boss? Could you have anything yes. better? It, so they know that I have this coaching yeah. background. And I was like, that is so like, what a cool thing to hear, you know, that like, for this is part sure. of, this is a strength for them that I'm coming in with this and that <sighs> they see it as like a, a comforting thing. Yeah. In some ways to like comfort them when they're feeling kind of stressed out about this new yes. environment. So How all of nice. that. Yeah. Yeah. All of yeah. it. And I, I do feel like that episode was about offering some new perspectives and it was a good example too, I think of you used a tool that I think sometimes doesn't feel like a coaching tool, which was basically to say, have you thought about this other thing? You know, like, and sometimes people might say, well, is that leading, you know, as mm -hmm. a coach to be kind of like broaching new topics that the client isn't raising. But I do think that from the perspective of a coach, you can use that tool to kind of open up the conversation and to say, there are other angles here that maybe mm -hmm. you haven't considered. And that's what I remember the most from that, mm -hmm. that episode is you asking like, have you thought about this or have you thought about that? And like this genuine interest in helping me explore what are all the possibilities here? Because it mm -hmm. was so open and I really didn't know what was going to be coming out of that. And I needed that. I needed the widest possible range of mm -hmm. possibilities of what that could look like. So that's really what I remember from that session was kind of not in like a challenging way, but just mm -hmm. in a like curious, curious way, you know, like, mm -hmm. have we considered all the options here? Yeah, I remember I, there was so many unknowns and I'm glad to hear you uh, say that you received it that way because yeah. when I listened to the episode, uh, there were a number of places where I was cringing because I wondered whether, 
whether I was inserting myself Mm-hmm. more than I should be mm-hmm. as a coach. I think that's the danger of that. You have to be cautious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's not always that we get to hear how it was received. Yeah, yeah. By the other person. Well, and I think the challenge too is by the end of the season, and I think we heard this in season one too, we know each other better. Oh my gosh. You know, and what a we, we've developed a relationship over this yeah. time of talking to each other. And so you have a vested interest mm-hmm. <laughs> in my success as a, and as a coach, you would too. I mean, you, you yeah. care about your clients you want. And I do think that there are situations in which you do insert, you know, certain things, but in mm-hmm. this case, I felt like that insertion was used as a tool. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a difference between insertion for kind of not selfish reasons. That's kind mm-hmm. of a too dramatic of a word, but like for your own gain or for yeah. your own, like, you know, I need to tell you this because it will make me look like an expert or whatever. Yeah. Versus inserting to say there's a purpose of this insertion to broaden the perspectives here or to mm-hmm. challenge a little bit of kind of the barriers maybe you've put around a certain thing. And we need to expand that. We need to push it out in different directions. And I do think that can be a coaching tool. Uh, and I think ICF does too. I mean, I think um, I'm referring to the International Coaching Federation. I think mm-hmm. that they also would say there are certain situations in which you should help your client broaden their perspective. And sometimes that means pushing a little bit of, against boundaries. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So I am very excited to continue seeing how this mindset shows up um, in my workplace. And I felt like I left that session with just very practical ideas of what it could look like. And again, going into something that I didn't really know what it was, I needed that. I needed, you know, a sense of what that would be and, and how I could be kind of reflecting on that. So, um, thank you. It made a big difference as I was going into that new environment. Yeah. You're so welcome. And in in terms of, um, you know, coaching as a way of being, right. was like a phrase from that session that really uh, stood out for me because you used it and you, uh, this was one case where you had said, well, we had agreed that I would check back with you, which, which we did. Um, and then you also went back to the intention that you had set around being deeply rooted. Mm -hmm. And so those fit really nicely. Yeah. It was all very aligned. Yeah. 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 It's so interesting when you come into a new environment, whether from a move or a job shift or, you know, other kinds of things that might change, you know, the dynamics of your life. Yeah. That it is a fresh slate. I mean, it's Mm -hmm. such a powerful thing to be able to have that kind of fresh perspective and to say, what do I really want this to be? Mm -hmm. Like, how do I want to shape this? And I think it will continue to be shaped, you know, over time. And I, and I'm sure this position and things will change, um, as all things do, Mm -hmm. but to go in with that sense of rootedness and, you know, what I was really looking to do, it, it also, I think just helped me to think about what does it mean to mature as a coach, Mm -hmm. to be incorporating coaching and that mindset and that way of being into new environments and to kind of constantly be aware of what does that mean to try Mm -hmm. that, you know, in different spaces. Um, so it, it definitely felt like a, a leveling up in some ways when that happened, you know, when I was able to bring it into the day job, it was like, oh, this is a totally new experience um, yeah. to do this. And 
I have to say, and I think one of the things we might have talked about, or maybe it was after the recording, was this idea of like burning out <laughs> as yes. a coach. Um, and I have had to watch that um, because it is difficult to do that mindset all day. And uh, you're in and out of it. I mean, it's not like you mm -hmm. lock in and it's 100% of the time. But mm -hmm. and then I come home and I coach at night often. Right. And I coach on the weekends. And so I do have to be kind of mindful about that and really careful about building in my own kind of self-care and solitude time and, you know, making sure that I am prepared to do that level of support. Yeah. Um, but I also have found that the more you practice, the easier it gets. And I'm now practicing way more <laughs> on a regular practicing, basis. Practicing which part? The, the coaching the, mindset. The coaching? Yeah. Okay. Just being in it, you know, yeah. more consistently. Mm -hmm. It's not like I'm code switching as much. Uh, yes, which is the uh, what you found exhausting. Part right. of what you found really tiring was exactly. that code switching. Exactly. Yeah. So the transition has become a little bit easier. Yeah. And that to me is huge in terms of just like taking all the exhaustion down a notch in right. terms of what's actually happening. Yeah. So um, it's like you're strengthening a new muscle because mm -hmm. you're using it more. So mm -hmm. that's really fun. Right. Yeah. Oh. I'm, I'm, I'm delighted that your environment is really welcoming of that. Mm -hmm. I think that this is now part of, part of your, your work. Yeah. I'm very grateful. Yeah. yeah. I'm very, very grateful that I have that opportunity. Yeah. Isabel, I don't want the season to end. <laughs> oh, no. It's so sad, but um, also I am so thankful that you came on for season two Gosh. and did this experience with me and that we could work together in this way. And I hope our listeners have also really enjoyed this season and kind of hearing some of these topics and our debrief. And um, as we record this, I am recording season three with a very different coach than the first two <laughs> seasons. Um, so I think that you'll be able to hear some fun differences between that. Um, and Isabel, I just want to thank you so much for the time you gave to this and the amazing coaching. And this was just so fun. Such a pleasure. It really, really was. And, uh, the fact that we've had this time together and gotten to know each other better is just, uh, such, such a gift. Yeah, it is yeah. a gift. It is a gift. Can't wait to hear season three. I know. Coming soon. <laughs> all right. So for our listeners, you can always find all the links to the things that we described in this episode um, at drkittylinder.com backslash coach. And um, if you haven't listened to season one, I hope you'll go back and take a listen and also stay tuned for season three, which as you're hearing this debrief episode, if you're listening to it live when it, when it drops, probably will be coming out um, season three about a month from now. Uh, so I look forward to sharing that with you as well. And um, Isabel, I'm sure we will talk to each other soon and I look forward to it. Me too. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Coach to Coach. For any resources mentioned in the episode, check out the episode show notes at drkatielinder.com slash coach. If you found this episode to be helpful, please take a moment to rate or review the show in Apple Podcasts or recommend this episode to a friend or colleague. Thanks for listening.